0: Hey, it's Leslie with Andersons and com.
1: Hey, and this is Jason with denworks.com. C O M. Not the C P O.
0: Not the CPO. Oh, on that note, well, first of all, this is episode 15.
1: Yes. Of, you episode know, Reserve
0: Podcast. One five. And I did find what the acronym CPO stands for yesterday.
1: It actually has one? Yeah. I hope it's cool because we made it up or someone else did or something. Well,
0: I don't know if this is why it auto corrected when I typed it, but certified pre owned.
1: Oh. Okay. Yeah. Because all right,
0: all right. I was looking at some cars the other day on Craigslist and <clears throat> I saw that pop up. So.
1: Okay, perfect. <laughs> certified by who? I don't know. But it's I don't a certified pre owned. <laughs> it's a
0: CPO, alright. But anyways, I like our definition of CPO better. Right. Anyway, yeah, and we're live. It's been a really interesting week so far.
1: Yeah, we haven't had a podcast for five days.
0: Yeah, we haven't, but
1: <laughs> how did we go through all these years without one? And we had one for 14 days, and then we're like having withdrawals. We got to do another one.
0: We got to do a podcast. <laughs> the low point of my day yesterday, which you already know, but the low point of my day. <laughs> Was when I realized around 5pm that I had a piece of macaroni stuck to my shirt. (laughs) And I had had some macaroni and cheese for lunch. And a piece was dried and stuck to my shirt at 5. And so I realized at that point that I really just needed to do something with my life.
1: (laughs) But... It was gluten-free and dairy-free. It
0: was, and it's so good. Like, it's the best macaroni. And I didn't tell you this, but when I made that, we had some bacon and some jalapeno in the fridge. Oh, you didn't tell
1: me about that part.
0: So I just sprinkled that on top. It was good.
1: I come in for lunch, and you're like, there's some macaroni on there. And I didn't
0: get that. No, you didn't. I didn't didn't tell you my secret to success. So that was worth it, but that was a low point. So today is a new day where you're podcasting and (laughs) (laughs) life life is starting to look up again.
1: Yeah. Well I'm gonna be looking for that bacon and jalapeno earlier later today.
0: I think there's still some. I didn't eat all the bacon. I should have told you about it.
1: (laughs) Stanley probably ate the bacon.
0: Yeah. I wanted to keep it for a secret, but
1: speaking of Stanley, he's outside where he's got I gave him he was living high on the hog or high on the steak last night. I gave him four bones.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And he was like, oh, my, was it? Oh, OMG. Oh, oh, OMG, yeah. Mm-hmm. He was totally like, OMG, I'm going to CPO these. <laughs>
0: he, so, and he did, too.
1: Oh, gosh. He He's was excited.
0: Still working on that today. <laughs> yeah. So, you won't hear snoring today, just the cat bells running around. Yes. So, we were talking about... What our next subject should be. And we just wanted to talk about how we started Denworks, which didn't start out as Denworks no. back in the day. So June 2003. But do you have an exact date? Yeah,
1: June 7th.
0: June 7th. It's
1: actually when we started it, 2003. Yeah. And we started as um, Blue Oval Ranch, mm-hmm. the color blue oval like a circle and ranch i always have to say that to people because they always want to say blue opal no it's not a an opal (laughs) not
0: an opal it's not a
1: rock you know but anyways we are highly in in the fords liked fords and um you know just kind of for the ford emblem and it was kind of it it was kind of catchy and a lot of people know us of that every once in a while on an auction or um someone will pop up and go oh yeah i used to follow you when you were Blue Oval, and uh, so it's kind of cool, because we haven't really, we still run by that name, Um, but uh, Denworks is kind of a a DBA of it, but um, it's kind of cool to have people show up that, you know, we haven't used that name for six years, Yeah, and so that's kind of cool that people remember us from then, because we sold so many cars overseas, so many cars on... um, On uh, eBay Mm -hmm. and stuff. And it's funny. We'll tell a story about it later about my dually. But we sold it to this guy called the Street God. Yes. Recently. (laughs) And he was in... (laughs) This is a whole other thing, guys and girls uh, and animals that are listening. Uh, I sold a car to someone that was in actual prison. Right. But we'll (laughs) tell that story on another day. But the reason I mention that is the person on the outside helping... uh, he knew us from Blue Oval Ranch, which was cool.
0: Yeah, which is really cool. And I I think didn't that wasn't that your eBay username? Like before yeah. we even really I mean, maybe we had thoughts of a business, but I think it was more, hey, just sell some stuff to make some side cash, some yeah. parts or whatever you had, right? Yeah, it was
1: blue yeah, it was um we called it Blue Oval Classics at first. Mm-hmm. But when when we started, I don't know if you remember when we first met and probably newly married, I was thinking, man, it would be so cool to have a big, huge shop that looked like a barn and it had stalls in it. We could park Mustangs Mm -hmm. in it and maybe other Fords, but I would really like Mustangs. And I thought that would be really cool. So that's where the ranch kind of came in like we were going to be some ranchers or something like that.
0: Yeah, and it, but it's interesting because back then I mean, we did always talk about that would be so cool, but it seemed like it would never happen. I right. mean, in my mind it was sort of like that's so awesome, but that's for other people. We're just yeah. regular people, so cool dream, but mm-hmm. not going to happen. And not not like being negative. I think I think it just seemed, I don't know, I just never would have pictured myself as a business owner Mm -hmm. and but i think we said on an earlier podcast you have always bought and sold um you've always had something that you were either driving and then you sold it and made money or you came across something cool at a yard sale and you would sell it so even before the days of ebay you would do that kind of thing and it was super handy because if we needed extra grocery money and, you know, when we met, we were in college and then we had kids right away. And so there was just, there was a lot of times where it was like, okay, that extra cash was helpful.
1: Yeah, for sure. And, mm-hmm. and it was fun to do because mm-hmm. I like chasing it down or maybe I saw a car at someone's house and I'm like, Oh, I want to go door knock that and buy it. So that's always the the thrill of knocking on someone's door and there. We're like, hey, you want to sell that? <laughs> and they're sick and tired of hearing that kind of stuff. But yeah. sometimes people never hear that. You know, they never hear someone knock on their door asking to buy their car. Yeah. And so especially if it's not like, you know, I'm putting quotation marks up, what they think is a classic car. You know, because time has passed a lot. And now whether uh, years or or, you know, like 80s cars and stuff like that, no one thought that those were going to be worth anything.
0: <laughs> right. And... You know, back then, too, it would be sometimes, hey, I found this really cool car. It's 300 bucks. Yeah. Can we scrape together the money to buy it? And we would. And you would always do well on it. And so that was... When eBay kind of came on the scene, you got on eBay, started to have a couple of friends that were doing... Selling stuff. And then we... I don't remember exactly when we saw that 65 or 66 Fastback. Yeah, that was
1: that Fastback that we we used to own.
0: Yeah, it was was the same one.
1: Yeah, Mm -hmm. it was a 66 Fastback, dark green, black interior, (laughs) (laughs) A-code, which is a 225 horse car. Uh, We can go on the VIN numbers later, but... Uh, It was a nice car, and it was actually a car that Maggie, our oldest daughter, we had when she was born, Mm -hmm. and um, she would ride in it, and if you ever tried to put a babysit seat in the back of a Fastback, (laughs)
0: uh, I don't know. Not so much, but... (laughs) But,
1: Yeah, that was a a neat car, but...
0: That was a cool car.
1: Yeah, and it was was on eBay, Mm -hmm. and I was sitting there watching it. I saw it at work you're not supposed to be on the internet at work. <laughs> but I saw it at work and this is back in 02 03, probably '02, And it was on eBay and we had had that car in the late 90s and I was like, "Oh my gosh, there's there's our car." And wouldn't that be cool? So cool to win it back.
0: Yeah. So it was kind of a win, but we thought we never should've sold that car. We only had it for a short amount of time and then we went off to college mm-hmm. and sold it you know it was one of those things it was like we got family we got stuff to do so we can't afford to keep this car so when it shows back up on ebay we're established you're working at the car dealership things are going pretty good so then we really got into it and we were like okay
1: yeah. he's gonna win this auction yes like, we're doing this yes and what sucks about that so, this car today, the way it sat then it would have been worth forty thousand
0: crazy and
1: we sold we bought it back then for seven grand, and I mm-hmm. think we sold it for like eighty five hundred mm-hmm. so now here it's back on the auction, probably six years later, seven years later mm-hmm. and um and it was cool because the auction was no reserve, which is kind of cool that we're the first car I ever bid on was no reserve now we're doing a no reserve podcast but I had totally planned it out. We talked about it. We had our money arranged, but if you paid the guy within 24 hours, and it was in Seattle still, and we mm-hmm. lived here here in Salem, if we paid within in um if we paid within 24 hours, we'd get three percent off. And so we bid on it. We were like at 9,500, and I we thought we owned that car yep. all night long. Yeah, and it was going to be perfect because I had. The day that you win it, was it was going to be on a Monday. And this guy was crazy. He did three-day auctions. We were going to win it on a Monday. I had Tuesday off. So I could pay for it. We could go to Seattle and bring it home. Mm-hmm. And you know how it is when you're bidding on something, especially no reserve. You own it. Totally. You take ownership of that car. Mm-hmm. And we could talk later on about how no reserve works and the just the, the whole thing about ownership. But... Uh, we thought we owned it, so and we we're gonna put a max of like ten five or something like that if we had to, but we're not thinking we're not have to you know, and i'm reviewing really gonna watch the eBay auction, so it gets to the next day and it's got fifteen minutes left, and I'm sitting at work, not on the internet, <laughs> and i'm watching, and then it goes up to i get out bid like ninety seven fifty and so then we bid again i i call Leslie why I'm not at work and on the phone and with our big Nokia cell phone <laughs> and so we ended up going to 10 our max was going to go to 105 and then our dreams got dashed like the yeah. like the rug got slipped out from underneath of us and we ended up bidding up to 12,000 yeah and that thing got won for like 135 and i was crushed Yeah. i was like Oh, my gosh. And I took ownership of the... I, we owned that thing for 24 hours.
0: We really... And it felt great, <sighs> too. We were like... We were totally planning the trip. This is going to be so great. Now we own a house. And now you're going to have your cool car back. Yeah. And
1: Ugh,
0: yeah that, that sucked. That really did suck. So... Missed out on that. But meanwhile, you were still, you were kind of dabbling in selling some other stuff.
1: Yeah, I had a, a couple, bit. like, cars that just weren't working out. I don't know if you remember that stupid t- little 240Z, which are yes. worth a lot of money now. <laughs> I was going to fix it up. Uh-huh. $300 I bought it for. Actually, someone loaned us $300 to buy it. <laughs> like, we were going to flip it together. You know, he was going to pay $300, i am going to fix it up. Sweet. <laughs> that sat in our house for, like, a year. Yeah, and I ended up, I think selling it for a hundred dollars. So I don't know. That was dumb. But back then it wasn't.
0: Yeah. It was just like get rid at some point it was like get rid of it. And keep in mind, we had bought our first house and our first house was in a nice little neighborhood, a little ranch, three bedroom, mm-hmm. two bath house. You know, a typical kind of first time homeowner house in a regular neighborhood. Yeah. So we have a two car garage. Yep. And I Drove a Suburban by Mm -hmm. that point. We had three little kids. I wasn't pregnant with Mason yet, but we have three little kids. So we've got the Suburban in the driveway because it doesn't fit in the garage. Whatever you were driving because you've... Yeah, I had a
1: 68 Mustang convertible.
0: Yes, that's Mm. right. And then we
1: had a Fairlane, that 63 Mm Fairlane. Not at the same time, but then we went to that.
0: Yeah, and then there was always something else. And so... That was kind of going on. And then, meanwhile, the job was a great job, and you made a lot of money because you were good at it, um, but it really just sucked
1: mm-hmm. for our
0: family. Working at the car lot was really difficult because I was staying home with the kids mostly. I had had, I had gotten my business degree, um, my bachelor's degree, but with three little kids, we really wanted one of us to be home with them, so... Um, I was home with the kids and had worked a couple of part-time jobs, but mainly just at home because your schedule was awful. It was like every Saturday and Sunday, I think you had Tuesdays off
1: Yeah, stupid.
0: or something like that. And there were certain days where you would have to work open to close. So you would leave and the kids would still be in bed or just barely getting up. And when you came home, they were long in bed by then. And then you'd be exhausted. And then on your day off on Tuesday, I think. Um, you'd just be so tired and you would just want to rest and we would want to go do stuff because it had just been me and the kids all week. And it was just really, really difficult on our family. Like we could never go to church together. We couldn't go to, um, really do anything as a family, but you were making good money. So that's a hard, that's a hard balance because it's like, well, you have pretty good security. Because you were a really good salesperson in, in the finance area, to yeah. a finance person. I mean, like, really doing well in the career, but it just became harder and harder with not having you around. And you were sick all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, the winters would come and you would get pneumonia and bronchitis and just all these really just because of overstress yeah. and overwork. And when Morgan was born, <laughs> You took a week off, right? Um, to be home, which was awesome, but then went back to work and got screamed at, right? For being off for a week while our kid was born, right? So they acted
1: happy at first about it, but then they weren't.
0: They were not happy. Yeah, yeah. I'm like so you couldn't take a day off ever, or sick days were non-existent, and you just had to keep pushing and pushing. And um, you know things happen when you have three little kids, and so there were times that stuff would be going on at home and you couldn't come because there was a deal to finish that day or yeah. whatever. It was horrible. It was like, okay, well, we're leaving to go on a trip for Thanksgiving.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I had to drive separate.
0: <laughs> and it, he had to drive separate because, because they too
1: late. You know, we didn't have any customers. And then all of a sudden, close to when I was supposed to get off, now I can't get off. Mm-hmm. Be- and like, hey, I'm going to be home at 6, and that becomes 10 o'clock at night. It was bad. Yeah. It
0: was really, ugh, I don't even like thinking about it because, and it was all the stuff, you know, there would be a birthday party or whatever going on and we just never knew. And I don't know. I mean, maybe I'm just not cut out for life like that because people do live lives like that. It just didn't work very well for us. So we, we then had those two fair lanes.
1: Well, actually right? what happened first is you had met, um, a friend.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I had met a girlfriend at a homeschool group and her husband, um, was highly into cars.
1: Yes. Yeah. And and so you're like, Hey, you want to go over to lunch at their house? Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay. And it was like on my day off and I was like, okay. And, um, you know, you said that they had sold mercury parts or something like that. Mm -hmm. And so we went over and I was like, oh my gosh, this person is doing this at their home with a big shop and selling a bunch of mercury parts. I mean, I was thinking it was just a kind of little small kind of thing, but this was like kind of an operation. I was like, wait, this could actually, this could actually happen. And we talked about it and stuff. And so we were there and kind of saw, what they were doing. Mm -hmm. And, um, this was what, I don't know if you guys heard But West coast classic Cougar. And, but I had said, I was like, man, I can't believe what's going on here. And what happened is, uh, I was asking about how to sell on eBay and he said to go buy some hot wheels or something like that and just put them on the, on eBay to get a feedback and so, of course, I went to Fred Meyer, and I picked up... And I wasn't, like, really thinking about, like, starting a business. It was just, like, we don't even have a camera. You don't take a picture of anything. Right. So we invested, like, $200 in a camera. But I went to the store and bought... Yeah, I don't know if you guys remember those little uh, muscle machines. Little hot wheel-looking things, but with big engines out of there. And... I took them out of the package, which you don't do. (laughs) And even he said that. You're not supposed to take them out of the package because the collector part, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, well, I'm not going to do it that way because I like to do stuff my way. So I took them out of the package. I still have one of them, a 64 Fairlane, which is funny in my little car collection thing. And I took pictures of it like I was taking pictures of a car. Just Mm -hmm. like you guys see me do on Bring a Trailer or eBay or something like that. So I rotated around there, went around there and took shots and I paid $2.99 for those cars out of the package and we ended up selling for $8, $9 a piece on eBay. And that was kind of the start of like, wow. And then like we talked about the other day, I was talking to that guy at the car lot that we just bought that international from um, on the earlier podcast and it was there and I didn't remember uh, but I was talking to him about investing $1,500 into some Fairlanes. Yeah. And we bought two Fairlanes, 64 Fairlane Sport Coupes mm-hmm. that were like major projects.
0: Mm-hmm. And that was a big deal. Like that yes. 1500 was like, okay, this is different because you've never owned two cars before Right. to sell. You know, as always, you'd buy something, drive it, then sell it when you got bored of it. Every three months or whatever, right? But this was that—that that definitely was a turning point.
1: Yeah, yeah, because we had already been kind of dabbling around, mm-hmm. you know, and um, it was kind of—it was kind of interesting to buy those two cars because now we're living in the two-car garage house. Mm-hmm. Now we've got these two wrecked cars out in front of our house.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right. I bet our neighbors loved us.
1: Yeah, and we ended up. <laughs> so what we did. Is we parted them out, took the consoles out, Mm -hmm. um, just parted a lot of parts off the cars, but still left them complete, you know, with wheels and stuff like that, but still left them kind of complete with some of the trim. So we sold those and then sold the cars Mm -hmm. and we ended up selling them, parting them out and selling them at the same time, almost for like eight or $9,000. Yeah. And, um, it, it was kind of interesting too because, we we're gonna make this into a two part story um, today. I don't know where to stop it, but we were. I was working at the job, and um, it was really really stressful. And one of the cars had already left, and then this other car was supposed to get on a truck.
0: And. You're getting a promotion.
1: I'm getting a promotion. Yeah, because so,
0: he's so good at his job. He's like super stressed. This job is horrible, but he's getting a promotion. Like the like yeah. sales manager. Yeah,
1: I was going like, from finance manager, which if you guys don't know it already, <laughs> the finance manager manager is not the paper pusher. Right. Okay. So me, you should be scared mostly of the finance manager. So, um, they're not paper pushers. It's hundred percent by commission, and they're probably the second highest paid person in the car dealership. Yeah. So, uh, be wary of that. They are not your friend. <laughs> so I'm just telling you that, and
0: that's what you didn't like about it. I
1: hated it because you had to size people up. Yeah. And you you know everyone was on you to make everything happen. Um, of course, you got to get the loan and stuff like that, but. It, I didn't like size sizing people, but I hated it. Yeah. And um, that's well, one of the reasons I quit.
0: Yeah, and I think... I mean, I was talking about the other day how just embarking on my own adventure here. Uh, I think any time that a job starts to turn you into someone you don't want to be is not good. And I think that's what was eating at you. Because yeah. it was turning you into someone you didn't want to be. No. But in order to make a paycheck and provide for our family, that's what you had to do and you are a natural entrepreneur so that's it that's just how your mind works is like how to put a deal together yeah. that's it like that's a lot of how you function but having to do it in that way was hard and i think it was just wearing on you yeah
1: too much. i think it became i forgot why i was doing it yeah I was doing it for our family. I was doing it so we could spend time together. Mm -hmm. So we could do things with our kids and stuff like that. But then it became so important. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't even like sometimes so important. There was just so much stress around it that I had to impress them. Even if I didn't want to. Mm -hmm. And it was really hard. And so I was getting promoted and I got... And I started that job that, like, that day yeah. they, they put me in, you know, sales manager, and I called you, mm-hmm. and I'm like, I don't know, you know, the owner was yelling at me and stuff like that, and when I was finance, I was not top guy out of the six stores that they owned, so yeah. I was doing deals that they couldn't get done at other, other dealerships that were sending them over to me, and, but now I'm the sales manager, and I'm getting screamed at on my first day, and it's just like... What in the world? And so I called you up crying because mm-hmm. uh, I'm a crybaby. Stop. <laughs> going to Slap me. I am. But I, I get I get very sensitive and emotional. Which but, is fine. Yeah, it is. And um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna cry. <laughs> So uh, I just called... let wait till
0: the podcast turns off. Go ahead. Okay,
1: okay. <laughs> and maybe we're not doing a two part. We go all day, all day. Get the smelling, Jason get will, the smelling salts out.
0: <laughs> Jason will be dead after so, this
1: one. So I called her, and I'm like in tears. Mm-hmm. Like I just don't know if I can do this, and and it wasn't just I could do the job, but it's just like I don't know if I can do this, and someone said something to me.
0: Mm-hmm. I was so sick of it, and this was supposed to be the achievement I mean, making sales manager is where it's at, and it's supposed to be the cool job at the car lot, and I was so sick and tired of how they mistreated you and like what it was doing to you, so when you called and they were screaming at you, I was pissed off, <laughs> and I said, Just quit, yeah, and come home
1: and I'm like, and do what?" <laughs>
0: I said, sell cars. Like, let's do this. Like, we, this is ridiculous. And doing what you're doing is stressful. It's horrible for our family. You don't like it. You'd rather be doing this. Let's take a chance. Yeah. And let's do it. Why not?
1: Yeah. And so I was like, I don't know. I was nervous. I came home. I finished the day. Mm -hmm. But I had packed all my stuff up. Did I tell you that? I packed all my stuff up at the end, and I don't know if I was one hundred percent gonna do it or not. But I. I don't
0: think you did tell me. I yeah. think we just talked, and I said, "Just quit. Just yeah. come home."
1: I packed up my cars. I had on my little window seal, mm-hmm. um, and I, I just unpacked right, <laughs> and so I uh, came home. We talked about it more, and I left a message in the middle of the night. <laughs> And I'm like, hey, I'm done <laughs> and quit. <laughs> and I woke up the next morning and my phone was just ringing off the hook of them calling and calling and calling and calling. And I already told you guys the story that he was, the owner was like, I could see if you were going to go do something like really important or something like that, but I don't get this at all. Yeah. I don't get what you're, you're doing. Cause there was a lot of doubt too, you know, in the early parts of the business um, am I doing the right thing or, of you know, course. or this is really hard on that. We're not making any money. And that's kind of like hard things with you too. It's like, you know, starting your new business. Did I do the right thing? And, mm-hmm. um, but you did and yeah. and we did and you took a chance on, you know, like, Hey, let's, let's do this. And when you stop doing what you're doing
0: mm-hmm. and starting
1: your own thing, it's like, Hey, let's do this. You can do it. And, um, just taking a leap of faith. Audit.
0: Yeah, I mean, I left like a super secure job, super yeah. secure, and that could have been the job from now until retirement, padded retirement account, making awesome money, like, doing, just being comfortable, but again, it was turning me into someone I didn't want to be, and there were parts of it that I didn't like, and... Dealing with the drama and the politics, I just couldn't handle it anymore. I mm-hmm. just changed too much. And even even with the stress of that, I've never doubted that choice in the last couple of months. I've never once woken up and thought, oh, I wish I was still working at that job. And even on the days where, like yesterday, I have a piece of macaroni stuck to my shirt at five. You know, I joke <laughs> about that. And it actually did happen. But I spent the whole day yesterday writing and... Pursuing business and doing all of the things that I want to be doing and that are way more fulfilling to me, and I'm getting some traction in some areas and making connections and, um, you know, earning a little bit of money, right? <laughs> not a lot, but a little bit of money, and it's, it's going to be about the most anyway. awesome
1: story. In yeah, the Yeah,
0: it is. It's I can feel that, and I I think that's what's really important. That's what's driven both of us has just been. There's times in life where you just have to say, this plan, whatever plan someone else has for me, is not for me. This yeah. is my plan that I have. And I I think that's the way to live a fulfilling life.
1: Yeah, and I, you know, the whole thing about living, because we are living reserve, now we're living no reserve. Um, but the thing is, too, it's like, is anything really secure? No. Because even if you have, like that's what I thought too of mine, like hey, this is secure, this is what we're doing. Nothing's really secure at all. Mm -hmm. And just because the job is the job, and the retirement's the retirement, um, and it's just stable, really is it? Because now we're doing things that we don't want to do. We're doing things that we don't feel comfortable doing. We're just kind of there. And not being who we want to be. And you could get fired the next day. You mm-hmm. just don't know what's coming. When you're in your own business, you see if you're getting fired. You you know mm-hmm. when trouble's looming around because sales aren't happening or something like that. You can control it. At a job, you can't control, you know, a layoff. You can't control a uh, just getting fired or blindsided. Mm-hmm. And so nothing in this life is really <laughs> secure. At all. That's true. And even though we feel like, even though we feel like it is, because, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of secure jobs, but it it could be turned upside down in two seconds, Mm -hmm. you know, just like that was happening at the car lot, you know, like I just had, it was super secure, but it was just like, I can't do this no more. Yeah. Because it wasn't secure family-wise.
0: No, and and just like fulfillment and happiness yeah. and peacefulness wise and you know
1: where we we don't want to trade that you don't want to trade it either
0: no no and i mean i it feels good where we're at now and so well i guess we can pick up on part two tomorrow here's a good spot to leave off with that so i tell jason to quit he packs his stuff the next morning they're freaking out calling him all morning because i probably thought you went off the deep end
1: oh yeah i did <laughs> I, thought, I did actually
0: yeah actually true <laughs>
1: Or too deep end type people. Honestly, that's yeah. so true. Yeah. yeah.
0: It's not so bad. Like no. sometimes you just need to go off the deep end. Yeah. Like I completely lost my mind and went off the deep end, but it's been the best thing for me. Yeah. Um. So, and I've done it on more than one occasion, <laughs> which is great. Uh. But, so you, you're home. Now yeah. you're kind of dealing with that stress, but we're saying, okay, we're going to do this business. We have no clue <laughs> what we're going to do.
1: Hang my pants up, hang
0: your pants up. That's where I was going to leave it. Was Jason had to wear a suit um, every day to work and hated every second of it? Had to wear suit pants all the time and a tie. And he had um, his pocket always had business cards and pens and yeah, whatever. In it and we had a, a nail in our closet, so we hung his dress pants up,
1: left the belt on him,
0: left the belt on him. I mean, it was like stripped off the pants, hang them up, woke up the next day, put shorts on, which is what you would wear on your days off anyway, on Tuesday, and um, has never put those suit pants on again, no, since that time. But we'll we, we can pick up with what happened with yeah. the suit pants tomorrow, maybe,
1: yeah, because that was. That was just waking up. What are we going to do? And so that's Mm -hmm. when the business started that day. And then we'll talk about the next steps that we did. Yeah. And uh, to do what we're doing now. Mm -hmm. And and it's cool too because what I like about it is there's a lot of guys that say, you got the dream job. I want to do that job. You guys are not that far away from that.
0: No. Anyone can.
1: Yes. Because... We just planned up a dream and just made steps to make things happen. And it hasn't always been easy, but you can watch car shows. You're not that far away from it that we don't have a car show, but you guys can, you definitely can do it. If you, if you put your mind to it.
0: Yeah, for sure. And if you're looking for, you know, a step-by-step plan to tell you how to do it, I don't, we don't have that, but what we do have is our lived experience and some of the things that I think that have, helped us along the way and and lessons learned we yes a lot of mistakes made lessons learned you know it, just different things that have come up along the way but we've never regretted that decision either not one day not one day did we think well this is really hard maybe you should have just stayed at the cart line right no never had that thought. manager and you know i'm still new in my thing but haven't thought it yet. I've yeah. woken up every day like, okay, I'm ready for a new day and what the day brings. And I think that's what life is about. That's how we want to live and that's who we want to be. So yeah. that's what we're doing.
1: Hey, so thanks for listening. We're going to part two tomorrow on this.
0: Yeah, thanks for joining us and tell your friends about it. So And introduce yourselves to us if we haven't met you yet. Bye-bye.
1: How yos.